0: This is the
1: Highly Undisputed Sports Podcast. I'm Andrew, here with my co-host Garrett. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. This is awesome. I love the music we got again this week. This is two weeks in a row. We're on episode five. I can't believe we've made it this far. I haven't killed you yet. <laughs> uh, you haven't quit yet. Uh, please remember to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, download, listen. Even if you don't like it, listen for 30 seconds, then stop listening. I don't care. Uh check us out on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without an E, because you know, Twitter's got to be stupid and let us not have an E in there. It's ridiculous. Uh and then please send us emails at highlyundisputed 247 at gmail.com. Uh any listener questions would be great. New this week, we have a what is this called? A voicemail
1: box, right? Voicemail box? Something like that. So
2: you can call this number. And I'm, I'm assuming this is probably going to open up some bad avenues, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we should have thought this one out. Oh, uh, but call this number. It's
0: 315-752-6045.
2: I just had a stroke. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I feel like the numbers were backwards as I was reading that off, honest to God. I, I don't even know what happened there. So that's 315-752-6045. Leave us your questions, comments fart noises. I don't even care. It can be whatever you want. I'll listen to them. And yeah. if it makes me laugh, like I'll probably talk about it next week on the podcast.
1: So we got an exciting one this week. We got uh, Gonzaga Baylor. We have an email question this week, our first one. We have to talk about the exciting trade between the Jets and the Panthers. The NBA Rookie of the Year predictions? Is that what you want to call them? Kind of more just like just talk the, about where the it's race going?
2: right now because there's a, there's kind of a big storyline here we
1: have our master's predictions uh we are recording this just as day one is getting over so that should be fun and then i have a a special question for garrett at the end of the podcast about the nfl so let's get into it you want to talk about gonzaga baylor
2: yeah uh let's let's get right into that um so final four was this past weekend here Mm -hmm. um i feel like we had the most exciting game in the final four and not the actual championship game obviously the championship game was a total bust i mean that that game was a blowout It, it
1: Baylor had Gonzaga's number, which yeah, that nobody was, was able to predict. You know, you know what that looked like well, to me? Well nobody, I mean I predicted it, but
2: Yeah, you and you know I'll I'll give him this. Congratulations. You picked the champion right. Mm-hmm. You had Baylor from the start. You told him yes, I, you know, went with Illinois and we all know how that went. And yeah. I didn't get very far. Uh, my bracket was busted after like game two. Yeah. Um You know what you know what that game looked like to me. I felt like Baylor was like one of those AAU teams that's got a bunch of seniors on it that are just like more athletic than the, than the team they're playing. And Gonzaga was like a bunch of freshmen that, you know, they've been like running through everybody, but they haven't yeah. played anybody yet. And they ran into Baylor. Baylor made them look stupid. Well, they I really think,
1: did. I think it was more or less, Gonzaga wasn't playing stable defense. They were going, they were heavy on the steals. They wanted to force them on defense to, to mess up and they just didn't.
2: Yeah, I felt like they got behind. And as soon as yeah. they got behind, like that had been the first time all season that someone actually put it on him
1: and they made him panic too it wasn't just like they were destroying him Gonzaga was panicking yeah to me like of Baylor playing well it,
2: it looked like Suggs was the only guy on the floor for Gonzaga that belonged out there to be honest I like Timmy and I've seen about a bunch of mock drafts about uh Timmy there that guy's not an NBA player and he was playing against five guys that have the athleticism to play in the NBA they just blitzed him I mean that's that's what they did yeah. they basically they didn't man press him they they met him at half court and said you can't beat us off the dribble and we're just going to play you one on one and that's that's going to be how we control the game. And it's, you know I think they didn't hit their second three pointer until like midway through the second half. Yeah. You know, if Gonzaga doesn't shoot well, you know, you're they're, they're going to have problems against yeah. like Baylor.
1: 29.4% from the three, so it was not good for them in that yeah. game.
2: And and I said this um on after the final four game with UCLA, anytime a team wins on a last second shot and and One of the greatest shots in NCAA history, easily. That was an incredible shot by Suggs. Anytime a team wins like that, though, I feel like you're just destined to lose your next game. It's like you only have so many lives, and you hit that shot, and that's like, okay, that's your last one. You're done after this.
1: So do you think uh, if UCLA had won, it would have been a more exciting game, or do you think Baylor just had it easy no matter who they played?
2: I feel like Baylor probably would have crushed UCLA, too. Yeah,
1: By 16 or maybe less, more?
2: UCLA can shoot yeah I might have been like an eight point game 10 yeah. point I, I mean I, I you know who knows but I mean UCLA we all wanted them to win I, I don't know oh, anybody yeah. on the planet that wasn't rooting for them against Gonzaga yeah and um yeah it just sucks I really felt for those kids Guzang hit that shot and I was and I was up standing up like speechless yeah and then Suggs hits that shot from half court and I, I dropped my phone like, on the floor, it fell out of my hand, and I, I couldn't even breathe for, like, 30 seconds. I was, breath- yeah. I, it, that was that's. I mean, there, there's better shots. There's been better games. But in that moment, after the crazy season this has been, that was incredible. Yeah. It was just an
1: incredible shot. And- so, I was really pissed off watching that game because, uh, as you know, I have terrible internet at my house. Um, my internet froze, and the game <laughs> froze at seven seconds left. Oh my God! Really? I uh, got a text message about the shot before I had seen the <laughs> shot. So, yeah, I was I was not a happy NCAA watcher at the end of that game. So like you didn't even see it live. You didn't I get a live it, reaction I saw to it. it. Um, probably 15 seconds after I got the text from, uh, I was probably in one of our group chats that somebody hit a great shot, and I think it was Gonzaga. Somebody said, and I was like, oh, fuck, like. really like I don't even get to see it live I have to wait for my internet to load this game back up so then I can see it yeah I was really disappointed see that's why I don't look at my phone during games like that
2: because everybody's always messaging back and forth and I can't stand that don't ruin a moment for me you know and, like, especially a lot of people stream all their games now. So, if your internet goes down, like, yeah. big yours happen, you could be screwed there. And, like,
1: it didn't go down at all for the earlier half of that game. It was literally just at that second. <laughs> so, it was, of course, that's happened to me twice now. It happened to me um, oh my God. for that. And there was a UFC fight, I think, like, a year and a half, two years ago that it had happened for. Well,
2: remember, we we watched the Poirier-McGregor fight. That happened to us. Yeah, right as yeah, Poirier yeah, yeah. knocks out McGregor, the whole thing cuts out on yeah. us and we miss it. That's terrible. Um. I just got to say this about Mark Few, the Gonzaga coach. Yeah. Um, this is, once again, Gonzaga falls short in the tournament yeah. when they play a Power 5 school. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that Mark Few isn't a very good coach because he is a very good coach. I mean, any time yeah. that – every year Gonzaga is like a top three seed. They're in the Elite Eight. You know, They're a good program. But this is, once again, that they just play in a crap conference, and anytime they run into big schools, they fall apart.
1: Yeah. Well, you had told me before the game that if Gonzaga had won, you would have put Few as a top what five coach of all time in the NCAA. Not not all
2: time. I I mean like as a current. Oh, top okay, five coach. Okay, yeah. okay, I I you know I would have put him in the elite level of yeah. coaches. You know the Bill Selfs, the um, the Coach Dischavsky's, Roy yeah. Williams who now retired. Roy yeah. Williams retired. That's big news um, out of North Carolina. But every year, I just feel like we Whoa. have the same conversation about Mark Few. He just falls short. Yeah, and he always has. You know good players on his roster. This is the first time he's gonna have a kid go top five. Yeah. But it's it's just another you know, another chance and they, they fell short. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Suggs, um that who you mean by his going top five, do you think at all he's led himself to pass over Cade Cunningham for the number one pick or you still think it's gonna be Cunningham come draft day? All right, so I haven't done all of my NBA draft
2: stuff yet. Yeah. I'll probably start that after right after the NFL draft I'll start working on that. Mm-hmm Look, you know how I feel about Cade Cunningham? Yes, I do. He's not my guy. Yeah, I know. I, I don't love him. I would still take him number one. Yeah. I've kind of gone back on that. I was gonna say Suggs if they maybe beat Baylor, but they didn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I don't know. It's just hard for me. Cunningham, when I watch him play, everything looks so easy for him, but it almost looks too easy. Like he's yeah. he's just kind of floating through the game. And Suggs, like I watch him play and I'm like, wow. This kid really wants it. He's he plays hard. You can see he plays with heart. He's got hustle. He's got big shot ability in him. Obviously, I really like what he brings to the table. You know, he, he's got he, he's really like a five tool player. Yeah. in all honesty, and and so is is Cunningham. Um, I would say that you know a six eight point guard is going to beat out you know a six foot one point guard yeah. every day. That that's that's going to be the big thing. I, I think that just the fact that Cunningham is like six foot eight that makes him. The top guy. Now, I will say uh, I would have had Suggs behind Evan Mobley Mm -hmm. up until like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. I would say he's definitely the number two player as of right now. Yeah. Uh, My problem with Mobley is it just kind of looks like he doesn't love basketball. And Mm -hmm. we say that about like every center that comes out. They just don't have like the hustle and the heart. Yeah. Because who can blame these guys? I mean, they're seven feet tall. They do nothing but get smashed and hack-a-shacked and, you know, hit with knees to the nuts and it it, it never ends for them but I would say that Suggs has probably moved ahead of him now just because of the way he plays and Mobley it just seems like he just he kind of isn't he doesn't want to be there sometimes
1: yeah so do you think uh anybody on Baylor was able to squeak them themselves into either like the top five top ten for you um, I no, know i said I'm, you haven't done any of your yeah,
2: mock stuff, uh, the Mitchell kid there, Davian or, Mitchell, yeah, yeah, Davian Mitchell. I mean, he he's probably going to be a first rounder.
1: Yeah, I saw a mock today. He's at uh, seven, actually.
2: Yeah, that seems high to me. Yeah. I mean, I have, like I said, I haven't done any of that mm-hmm. stuff yet. But yeah, that just seems kind of high. I mean, that yeah, that's but, I mean, that's fair. an overreaction, yeah. I think. Uh, and it and it depends on you know what mock and where it came from and yeah, you know, some of those guys are all over the board. But I mean, this is a five player draft, and then. You know, after pick five, it's going to fall off. Yeah. So, you know, having a good tournament like he had, that that can really elevate you. We've seen it in the past. I mean, Shabazz Napier got into the top 20, and he wasn't even a first-round pick a year before that. So, yeah. you know, that 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 can happen. Um, I don't know. You have anything else on that? I mean, I, it, I just think I wish I
1: had more because it was—I thought it was going to be such a good game, but— Yeah, just disappointing.
2: Was, yeah. I mean, after the UCLA game, we just got absolutely disappointed. Yeah.
1: I really wish I had more, but I don't.
2: And, and I'll say this in, in Gonzaga's defense. You know, when you pl- – so it's really unfair for them because they played the second game of the day on – what was it, Saturday? Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Yeah. And um, when you play the second game and then it goes, you know, overtime and you play a game that's, you know, possession to possession, you know, so tight like that, you're really drained. And then they didn't get into their hotel rooms until, like, 2.30 – you know, so I'm assuming, and that, you know, they were a little gassed after that one. And it's just kind of a disappointing season. I mean, if you go through the uh, the scores of their season, they only had two times that a game for them finished within 10 points. Yeah. They had the UCLA game, and then they had West Virginia as like their fourth game of the year. Mm-hmm. Every other opponent was by more than 10 points that they beat. Yeah. So they they were pushed one, basically one time, and a second time, really, but the West Virginia game, and they still won by 10 and they dominated the whole thing. You know, so it, it's, it must have been hard for them to have to play that game like that and use all that energy in that one and then turn around and play a team like Baylor that just ran yeah. them off the floor. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's all more. I can say. Yeah, they, they just looked like they were ready to play. And Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's really all I have on that. It, it, I wish we had more. I, I really wish the game was better. I wish we could have talked about a better game, but yeah, there's really nothing to say about it. It, it was a blowout. I don't... I I give Baylor all the credit in the world. Yeah.
1: So we have an email question today, and it comes from our our friend Jerry Schaefer. And his question is, he wants to know why running backs and wide receivers don't get these long-term contracts for big money like quarterbacks do in the NFL. So if you want to start us off, I'll follow, or I can start us off. It's up to you. Yeah. Why don't you tell me what you have? So I just think it's more or less that running backs and wide receivers are kind of replaceable. For the most part. I mean, you have the top five at each position that you really can't replace, but other than that, your your work span is like what three years outside of like being a top forty wide receiver, top yeah. fifty.
2: I mean, is unless you're one of those top guys, you're you could be out of the league in like three yeah. or four years. I mean it honestly.
1: takes a toll on their bodies. So Oh yeah,
2: and definitely the running back spot. Oh yeah. For sure. We've I seen mean, that.
1: We see injuries like Dalvin Cook got hurt what two years ago, Christian McCaffrey this year, Kamara has fought injuries. Derek Henry has been the most stable running back out of <laughs> that all. That dude of them. is
2: holding down the running back market right yeah. now because I mean some of these other guys, and and you see a lot of times these guys get these second contracts after
1: their rookie yeah. deal, and
2: well look at Zeke. Zeke Zeke's the first one I have
1: written. Yeah, down total here. ninety million dollars.
2: Ninety million dollars over six years. Has he underperformed his contract? Yes. Answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. unequivocally. And
1: then I mean, Alvin Kamara. He's got. So he's the next. He's twenty or fifteen under.
2: Yeah, at he's, at five, he's at five at
1: 75. $75 million total. And I mean, yeah, yeah, he had a great year this year, but... This is one year on the contract, yeah. you know.
2: So as of right now, like, he's performed up to standard. Yeah, and then um, McCaffrey
1: got paid 64 mil. And he was got hit, hurt, you know. Delvin Cook, 63 mil. He didn't get hurt. This is his second year on the contract?
2: No, it was his first year. First year? I okay, mean, so... I believe it was his first year. He's over- Yeah, it was, because remember, we had the whole thing. Do you yes. draft him in fantasy? Yeah, and, yep, yep, yep. Yeah.
1: Um, Derek Henry at the next and I mean he's 40, mil, it. 40 yeah. mil lower than than Ezekiel Elliott and he's outperformed it. Yeah,
2: like I mean look at that. Look how much Zeke kind of killed that market. Yeah. Because they gave him the sixty over ninety, and then, you know, the very next season Henry's up for his and he gets four over fifty. Yeah. Because nobody believes these high collision backs can withstand it. Yeah, there's so
1: four running backs making over sixty mil. Everyone everyone else is fifty. Everyone else is and under, less.
2: like Aaron Jones just got his. Yeah. Aaron Jones is how good is Aaron Jones? Very, very, good. very good. Very good. Yeah. Four and 48. Yeah. I feel like he would have been worth more than that. Yeah. If, and, if, I, mean, I feel like if Zeke doesn't get that contract, I think some of these numbers are a little bit
1: higher. Yeah. But then
2: once you get past Aaron Jones...
1: I mean, Saquon's got 31.
2: Yeah. And that's still on, like, his rookie deal, yeah. basically. And Austin then Eckler's got 24. Right. Like, Austin Eckler's the next highest at 24. Yeah. Jones is 48. Yeah. So... And then, like, Melvin Gordon is 16. There's... Once you get past like those top six guys, there's nobody. Yeah. Nobody's making money. The top, I, mean, I mean, they're making money, but not top dollar. The
1: top nine are making over 20 mil. After that, it's just, and I, I'm going to say mediocre, like I have all of this money that I can talk mediocre, yeah, but right. I uh, mean, Jesus, can Tariq I? Cohen making 17 mil compared to Ezekiel. Isn't that ridiculous, is Tariq just, Cohen? Yeah.
2: He's not even the best running back on his yeah. team.
1: I mean, let's talk about Latavius Murray He's making 14 mil, and he's 31 and yeah, he's the second best bad. running back on his team. That's a like, bad contract. It's just it's it's the toll on your body, I I fully believe. Well, and I think it also has to do with the fact that
2: every year I can go to the draft. Yeah. And between rounds three and six, I can find some kid like Cam Akers, yeah. pick him, you know, wait two weeks to start him and then start him the rest of the season. He's gonna have twelve hundred yards. Yeah.
1: Or I mean you could do what like the Steelers did with James Conner and just take him and then Use him until his contract's over, and then never, never touch him again. <laughs> he's gone. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not never coming. coming back. He's not coming back. I'll, they'll they'll I mean, draft a kid this year. He'll be lucky you to know. get a contract, in my opinion. But like, I mean, I'll use the Steelers as an example. Their number one running back right now is making four million dollars total, and it's Anthony Muscala. Yes, that's crazy. And their next running back is making uh, three point two mil total, and it's ben, Benny Snell. Like, they're they're paying for two running backs less than some teams are paying for three or. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, look at, look at a guy like Chris Carson. So, free agent this offseason. Yep. Now, Chris Carson's a good player. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a solid top 15 running back in the league, no question. Yeah. Two years, 10 million. And it's not even fully guaranteed. Crazy.
1: Like, Rashad Penny's making more than him on the same team. <laughs> yeah, just because he's a first-round pick. Yep. Wow,
2: he's got to be one of the biggest busts at running back. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you don't have to take him in the first round. 'Cause you can get guys in the first round. I mean, look at look at Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, same draft. Obviously Christian McCaffrey's had a way better career. Leonard Fournette's got the he's got a Super Bowl ring though. So maybe he hasn't had the better career. But taking what seventh overall in the draft and can't now he's like fighting to get a you know, another deal. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. He's only what, twenty five? Twenty 25, 26? He's in his prime.
1: Well, I wanna point out like the Raiders. They signed Kenny and Drake. So now they have two running backs and Absolute josh jacobs mistake. oh yeah i agree josh jacobs is making 12 million and kenny drake's making 11 million so i mean you have two solid running backs and but yeah, I mean, yeah which means you have no yeah,
2: solid exactly. running backs like you either have one guy or you have no guys that's yeah. that's the way i look at it i mean but, you're just gonna split carries with guy i mean look at josh jacobs numbers i think he averages less than like three yards a carry yeah sometimes i mean come on you you got to give him the ball and then I think it's the same thing with the receiver market. I mean, I would say that we saw it this offseason. You know, yeah. look at how long it took Kenny Galladay to get paid. Mm-hmm. We were like eight days in a free agency before he even got a contract, and yeah. it's not even that big. Will Fuller signed one year, $10 million with the with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And look at the drafts. The yeah. last, basically, last year and the year before, or this year, we're going to have, what do we have, four receivers or five receivers in the first round last year, and we might have five again this year. Yeah, not counting tight ends. I mean, you can just go in the draft and get pass catchers. And uh, my favorite one is the, you know what the Vikings did with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, they didn't want to pay Stephon Diggs, so they traded him to the Bills for a first round pick.
1: And Drafted, and with the, that yeah. pick,
2: they took Justin Jefferson, who had the same production as Diggs did the year before. Yeah, for the Vikings.
1: Um, one question I want to ask you is, with with that information I told you about like it taking a toll on the body, Saquon is a free agent next year. Do you think? That the Giants pay him a lot of money, or do you think that they say, hey, we'll offer you like 50 mil, 45 I'm, mil?
2: I'm going to assume he's healthy this year. Yeah, I, yeah, I can assume yeah. he's healthy. If, yes. I, if, he, if he's healthy, he'll probably get close to what, I don't know, Camara or Cook got. Yeah. That's what I would say. I mean, nobody's given anybody the Zeke money. Oh, yeah. That, no. that money is stupid. Like, why Jerry Jones gave that to him is beyond me. I, I would never have given him that contract.
1: He signed it, and
2: everybody's like, what is, there, what is Jerry doing? That's yeah. terrible.
1: Now, like, what about like Ronald Jones? Nick Chubb, they're both free agents in 2022. What contracts do you think they get? See, I feel like Ronald Jones is going to be in the Leonard Fournette. Yeah. He's just,
2: what kind of contract is he going
1: to get? Yeah. You know? Tampa,
2: and, Tampa can turn around and be like, eh, we don't really win because of you. You know, you do a good job for us, but yeah. you can find any guy that can run like you.
1: And do the Browns say, hey, Nick Chubb, we have Kareem Hunt behind you. Do we really need well, to pay you?
2: isn't Kareem Hunt a free agent right now? I don't think he's on a team. Is he a free agent? I thought he was. I, I don't know. He might be a free agent at the yeah. moment. I don't know if anybody signed him yet. But see, like Nick Chubb is kind of in the—he's in the Aaron Jones category for me. Yeah. You know, he's—he's going to get a low, a smaller deal, even though he's still really talented. Yeah. Just because that's what the market's going to dictate.
1: Yeah, and I—I think—I don't know. I—I feel like he deserves money, but I'm also not the one paying him. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it was me, if I was a general manager of a team. Like running yeah. back would be the last position I'd pay. Yeah. I just would I, I could find any guy in the draft that can do what these guys do. Yeah. You know?
1: And then I mean, those are notable like running backs that are free agents and getting paid, but I mean if you want to move on to receivers, we can. Yeah. Give me some of the receiver numbers you got. Amari Cooper, hundred million dollars. Again, the
2: Cowboys with yeah. a massively he's way overpaid. That's that's yeah. just ridiculous money for a receiver. He's um, not even a top five receiver at his position. Yeah.
1: Michael Thomas, ninety six mil.
2: Deserving, yeah. Deser- Although after last year, we'll see. Yeah, but, but he
1: was battling injuries and yeah. he didn't have a stable quarterback. Yeah. I mean he broke the
2: the the, uh, the catch record. Yeah, you know, the year before. So um,
1: Odell Beckham Jr. Th- at third with ninety mil. Yeah, that was uh, um, not deserving, but
2: it, it would be if he if his statistics stayed up. But he's always hurt. He's
1: nicked every year. Let's go to the second receiver on the Browns, Jarvis Landry, is making seventy five and a half mil. That's ridiculous. Total.
2: Like, so, wait a minute. How, they're paying
1: what to OBJ? 90. They're paying 165 mil That's between ridiculous. two receivers. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Two receivers. Oh, my God. And, we like, we're here and we haven't even gotten to the number one and number two wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is only making 54 mil. He's 29, but... And they have until 2025. Devonte Adams is a free agent next year. He's making 58 mil yeah, for this he's, contract. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Oh yeah.
2: If the Packers don't pay him like, well, basically what Amari Cooper's getting, they're going to lose him. I don't think he'll make that much. Why
1: not? Because he'll be he'll be 30, 30, when his contract's over. 30.
2: I would, if I was the Packers, you want to yeah. keep Aaron Rodgers happy? I, I would give him. So what, he's top trying to do out. like
1: expensive like three year deal.
2: I give him a four for you. Yeah. I give him four because you know
1: you want Rodgers to resign. So you're you thinking like four year, four hundred mil or not four hundred million? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Patrick Mahomes money out. Th- no, 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 no. I'm probably I mean, I like, mean like
1: four four year, hundred million dollars. I mean,
2: probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just I think the top guys you have to pay. Yeah. It it's not the top guys that aren't getting the money. It's
1: those middle. Yeah. To the end. And I aren't. mean, we don't see it as much with receivers. Right now, we see it more or less. Coming that way Yeah
2: because Look at the drafts I mean Alabama The last two years Is going to have Four receivers In the first round That's ridiculous LSU Look at LSU Jamar Chase Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson And then uh, Terrence Marshall Those are three Potential first round picks Yeah That's ridiculous That's seven guys You know That are That are just ridiculous Talents that could go In the first round I mean That's just two schools I didn't mention Any other schools I mentioned two schools
1: Yeah and I mean, like notable contracts outside of or under the fifty mil total value mark. You got Cooper Cup, who is with the Rams until twenty twenty four. Tyler Boyd with the Bengals till twenty twenty four. He's making forty three. Corey Davis just signed a contract with the Jets, making thirty seven and a half. And
2: see, like that's the number I feel like some of these middle of the pack guys got to shoot for. It's like the thirty seven and a half on a short yeah. deal, so they can get paid again.
1: Especially because quarterbacks are getting paid more. Oh, it's ridiculous. The quarterback market
2: and and we had huge arguments about the Dak Prescott contract. Yeah. Like people got to understand this is where the quarterback market is going. There's only yeah. so many of these guys. I can't go to the draft every year and find a starting quarterback. I can
1: go to the draft every single year and find
2: the second best receiver yeah. on my team.
1: And like, are you going to get people like Tyree kill on all these teams Who Tyree kill said, Hey, I'm not restructuring. You paid me. I'm taking all of this money, even though he could restructure it to still get all of that money.
0: Yes. Yeah, in a that's, different way. That is so selfish to but, me. As a,
2: te- like, as a team player, that is just selfish. You, yeah. n- you need to look at what you're getting. I mean, you're still going to get your money. Exactly. If anything, if you restructure now, you'll get more money because yeah. basically after the third year of an NFL contract, the money like, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's fake.
1: And typically like, with people, I'm not going to say like, just receivers, but players in general, when they restructure their contract, they get incentive bonuses that like, the teams make sure they pay out to you. Wasn't it one of the Buccaneers receivers had like four more catches? Antonio Brown. Yeah, uh, he had like five more catches. No, he
2: had to get he had to get eleven catches in the last game of the season. Yeah, and he got uh, I think five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brady targeted him nineteen times. Yeah, that came to get it.
1: Arian said, "Hey, you like you helped us." Emmanuel you-
2: Sanders. He had to get to sixty catches on the year, and he got like a two million dollar bonus. Yeah, you know, like Tyreek Kill. If you're, you, you know how good you are. Exactly. You know, and go back to the drawing board. Say, look, I want all this money up front, and then everything else, make it incentives. I'm fine with that. You know you got Mahomes. Exactly. As long as you're healthy, you're going to get your money. Yeah. And and I get it. Health is the thing with these guys, and they know the lifespan of their
1: careers could be short. Yeah. So do you think, like, teams should be shooting for, like, not top-of-the-line receivers anymore and just be going with, like, two middle-of-the-line, like kind of the Jets are doing with Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder?
2: See, I've always felt that you can win the Super Bowl with – middle-of-the-road talent yeah i mean most of the super bowl winners have not had top receivers look i mean okay the the, the bucks this year that's an outlier the chiefs the year before that's an outlier mm-hmm. new england when was the last time new england had a top receiver other than gronk and he's not a receiver yeah
0: like, no, randy mean, moss they didn't win it with him yeah
2: you know like edelman's a slot guy that's not an outside that's not a julio jones mm-hmm. you know i mean even Philly. even yeah, the, Philly, I was just going to the Eagles. They only they really had loaded. Zach Ertz. They had Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey, and Alshon yeah. Jeffrey's not a top 10 wide receiver. Exactly. You know. And then New England, New England. Um, I mean, the Rams had two top. Yeah, they didn't win. Yeah. No, they didn't win. No, and, no and, yeah, and, I was and just like saying Cooper, Super Bowl contenders. You know, Cooper Cup and Brandon. Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't even play in that game. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Robert yeah. Woods. I mean, those are good players. They're not top guys.
1: I mean, look at the Niners. They made it to the Super Bowl, and they didn't really have a top. Receiver at all, George Kittle, yeah,
2: yeah. and and look, tight but, end, I mean,
1: what's the outlier here? It's tight ends,
2: yeah, it's tight ends. You so win with, tight, you, you, yeah, because we, we named
1: Zacherts, we named Rob Gronkowski and George Kittle, yeah, three notable and, and Travis high Kelsey. end, yes, Travis Kelsey, four notable high end it's, tight ends. It's honestly better
2: to have your best pass catcher be your tight end because there's such a mismatch, yeah. And see, I think we're gonna see the tight end market go through the roof mm-hmm. because I feel like every team's gonna be looking for that Travis Kelsey. Guy. You got to
1: think Kyle Pitts is gonna get paid, dude. Because wow,
2: yeah. I, I, I drool over that, Kit. Can you imagine if the Niners trade all the way up to three to take him? Just to say, screw you to the league, and like we're going to run with Kittle and Pitts out here and just destroy everybody.
1: So I have actually, I just pulled up the tight end contracts for you. And the only outliers are really... Um, Kittle's making 75 mil. That's but, ridiculous. Um, oh, my God. Kelsey's making 57. John Smith just signed a 50 mil deal. Ertz is 42 and a half, but he's a free agent next year. Well, look at look at New England. They yeah. signed
2: two tight ends yeah, and to only, top dollar, and then they gave the receivers a lot of non-guaranteed stuff that yeah. was all
1: incentives. But, I mean, I'm only counting, like, 10 people making over – 10 tight ends making over 20 mil, and, and three of them – two of them are t- uh, free agents next year. So, I mean, yeah. they're not really going to get paid the year, next year. So Right. I mean – I, I think tight end is the way to go. If you have a good tight end, you're you're set. I mean, The only one that I think is going to get paid who is a free agent in 2023 is TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. I think and the he Lions needs to take will a pay him a, a pretty pretty penny. But, like, you have Zach Ertz, I mentioned, is a free agent next year. He's really not going to get he's paid. He's done.
2: I think he's just done. I look at him, and I'm like, man, your legs
1: can't hold up. Jack Doyle will be 33 when his contract's over no, in 2023. He's, he's he won't done. really get paid. Uh, Hawk. He'll get paid. He'll be 26 when his contract is up. CJ Uzoma is not gonna get paid. He's a free agent next Noah year. No, fan No, fan Um, his he'll be up yeah, soon. his contract is in 2023. He'll he'll be another one that gets paid. A a. And
2: I, I think I think Irv Smith too. Those those three guys were in that same class, mm-hmm. and they were all I think fant and Hawkinson were first rounders, and then I think Irv Smith was like the fourth pick of the second round. Yeah. I think all three of those guys will get paid.
1: Now, what do you think about like a David and Joku?
0: Kind I wish of he'd
2: get off the Browns. Yeah, I wish they'd let him go. Yeah, because I think anywhere else he'd be really good. Mm-hmm. But they have too many guys. It's, I agree. Look how talented he is, a- Evan Ingram. Yeah, like he should be getting paid at some point here.
0: I, I
1: if I'm the Giants, I'm still not paying him. He hasn't he hasn't helped them enough, in my opinion. I, yes, he's helped them. He's a he's a good, good target out there. He's got baby hands, bro. Oh,
2: he yeah, I agree. He has he has baby like, hands, but
1: his contract's up next year. He's made ten million dollars so far up with twenty eight. Someone will pay him. Someone will. I guarantee it. Yeah, but is it gonna be twenty mil total? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's still a good tight end contract. I,
2: I would say that that's where the market's heading. I think you're gonna see quarterbacks and tight ends be getting the contracts. I mean, yeah. yeah. The top, top guys are gonna get paid, but mm-hmm. I think the middle of the road, because look how hard it is to find a good tight end.
1: Yeah. Well, tight ends are also breaking out right now. Later in their careers, we're seeing. Austin Yeah, Hooper, I mean, usually it takes like three years. Austin Hooper. Those guys figure it out. Kettles th- 28 right now. Kelsey's 32. John o. Smith is 26. Ertz is 31, but he won't get paid. Darren Waller's a breakout tight end that, right now.
2: That dude is gonna get money when he gets his money.
1: Um, his contract isn't up till 2024, and he's 29 right now. Oh man. So he's really he's not just gonna, gonna get miss paid. Out. So, I mean, he'll get a veteran. Well, that's what he
2: gets for those suspensions earlier yeah. in his career. So, uh,
1: the only real notable ones we've already mentioned, Fant, TJ Hawkinson, and maybe Evan Ingram. Like, I mean, Logan Thomas had a great year at tight end position, but he's 30. I mean, his contract's up next year, but he's still not going to make – he'll make 15-mil yeah. total, 20-mil max. So, I feel like tight ends is the way to go and build up your tight end, try to find them early, or hopefully peak late and pay him like, when they're 27. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I think we. I feel like we've answered the question. I mean, yeah. just it's just running backs and receivers. It's reliability long
2: term. Yeah, and those positions are not long term positions yeah. anymore.
1: You can beat a tight end to shit, and they're built big, so they're gonna last unless you have. Wow.
0: Yeah. Gronk.
1: Yeah. That's so. It, it's more just the toll it takes on your body, and the quarterback doesn't get hit much unless your name's Joe Joe Burrow. So, I feel like we've it's answered. So Bengals slander. Long.
2: Wow. <laughs> Is that where you want to go? We want to get the Bengals fans? Do we know any Bengals fans? I don't know a single one. I don't know one. a single one. They'll um, pop up next year when they're in the playoffs or something. Oh, yeah.
1: But I think we've answered that pretty well. Want to move on to the uh, Panthers' death trade?
2: Yeah, this is the topic of the week, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, so the Panthers now have their starting quarterback in Sam Darnold, which I we were out, I believe, hitting when, we, when that broke, and I loved it. Yeah. I, well, no, you didn't at first. You I were, didn't at first. Yes, correct. You talked to me into why I should love it, and then I, I was like, okay, I really love this. Well, because the Panthers have your favorite player, DJ Moore. I yeah. mean, that's why you got to <laughs> love it. DJ Moore,
2: he's, he's the best receiver in football, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I didn't love it at first is because, I don't know, I would have rather taken a younger quarterback that, I mean, I can build as my own, but Sam Darnold now has a good coach to lead him he has good weapons he, they're gonna have a decent offensive line so I'm hoping that the Panthers are good to him because I want to see him do well yeah. I, I like him I've heard Sam Darnold slander for the past two years from it's ridiculous the people we watch football with you know and, who you are yes and I've been I've been trying to explain to them we both have for the longest time that Sam Darnold can be a very good quarterback that's why like I wanted Sam Darnold on the Steelers I thought with a good coach what I thought was gonna be a good <laughs> offensive line at the time he could have done better but I'm glad to see him go to a team like the Panthers, who have a, a, a good coach. Not a great coach, but a good coach to build
0: with.
2: Well, I think that they went the way that they did with, the, um, with going with Darnold instead of a rookie is David Tepper, their owner, their new owner. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, he's one of those Wall Street hedge fund guys. He has made it clear, I don't want to wait to have success. Yeah. I, I want success now. And I think you know Joe Brady and Matt Rule... And Joe Brady is going to do wonders with him. Yeah, I mean, look what he did with Joe Burrow in college. You know, Joe Burrow wasn't even a first-round pick. Yeah. He was. A, he had, a, like, a fifth-round grade on him. Yeah. And then that, that last year, he, he gets, you know, obviously number one pick.
1: Yeah, so we didn't explain the whole trade. Let me just say that yet. Just in case people don't know, it's Sam Darnold for a sixth-rounder this year and then a second and a fourth next year. That was the trade. But, yeah, like you were saying, like if you want good success – Try to find your guy, and they think yeah. they found their guy. I, so. Well,
2: I, I look at Darnold, and I'm like, "Are any of these rookies going to be better than him right now?" I mean, he's been in the NFL for three years. I mean, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, but I, I just look at him I'm like he's 23. Yeah. He's younger than Kyle Trask, yeah. who's in this draft class. He's mm-hmm. 23. He has seven years before he hits 30. Yeah, and quarterbacks are playing well. You know, they're playing into their 40s now. At least one of them is, you know, and Drew Brees did. Yeah. So I look at Darnold, and I'm like. I mean, yeah, he's got two years left on his rookie deal. He's got this year and next year. Mm -hmm. Can Matt Rule, who everybody said, this guy is a guru, he knows his offense, and Joe Brady clearly is a guru, he knows what he's talking about, can these two guys go to Sam Darnold with the weapons they have and turn him into a top, what, 15 quarterback? Can he be better than Kirk Cousins? Yeah. And you're going to give him DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who – Remember Robbie Anderson with Sam Darnold, that was his best season.
0: Yeah. Christian you McCaffrey. Know.
2: Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's going to help. Yeah. David Moore, you know how I feel about David Moore. I really yeah. like him as a third option at receiver. And I think and I think now this sets up for them to go another
1: defensive draft. Second year in a row. Which I uh, that's where I get skeptical. Which we it's good transition into getting into what this leads for the draft. The Jets are taking Zach Wilson. Yeah, I don't think there's a doubt in anybody's I, mind now. At
2: this point, now the draft starts at four. Yeah, because I think the I think
1: the Niners are taking Mac Jones. I did hear a report that the Niners owner doesn't like Mac Jones. Okay, but Kyle Shanahan does. But the yes, no, it's the GM, yes. John Lynch. Kyle
2: Shanahan has an agreement with the Forty ers owner that final decisions are his. Oh, call. really?
1: Yes, I didn't see that.
2: So. He's taking Mac Jones. Okay. So I, I yeah. Okay. I just So yeah. I just end it right there. I don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. The draft starts at four.
1: So, let's say for some reason none of the receivers go, and uh, by the time the Panthers have their pick, do you I, think I, they pass up on a receiver?
2: Well, first off, I would say that Jamar Chase is going to the Bengals. Yeah.
1: Let's Joe just Joe say, Joe Burrow's lobbying. Let's for him. Let's just you, say okay, hypothetically, if none of the receivers go before the Panthers pick. Do they still go defense? So do they take a Michael Parsons? Do they take a... No. No?
2: I would say if if Chase or Smith or Waddle's on the board, even Pitts. Uh, well, I, no, if Pitts is on the board, Jesus Christ, take him. Yeah. That's a Hall of Famer. But if Chase is on the board, I would take Jamar Chase. Absolutely. Yeah. From the Panthers. If any one of those receivers is on the board, yeah, I'd take him. I would. Okay. Because, you know, I yeah, this this is a decent defensive draft, but I feel like you can get that in the second round. Yeah. They still have their first round pick next year. So, you know, they can use that. Um, I think they have some cap space even. So, yeah, I, I think really where this makes it interesting is what do the Falcons do now? Because you and I talked about this. Who's left that needs a quarterback?
1: Realistically, the Falcons don't need a quarterback. If I'm the Falcons, I'm
2: not taking a quarterback. Um, Matt Ryan is 35. Yeah. He's 35. You cannot give up on Matt Ryan yet. It is not time for that. He just did his extension. You're going to be in cap hell if you take a quarterback. Yeah, You know the Bengals aren't taking one. The, I don't think the Dolphins... The Dolphins might be the wild card in all this because maybe they are taking a quarterback. And I think a lot of teams might think they actually are, but they said they're behind Tua. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't see why they would.
1: Well, I'm going to take a quick second to plug my personal Twitter at Hu. I had tweeted the other day. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Using a platform for followers. I had tweeted the other day saying the Atlanta Falcons are shopping their pick. So I think, and I had said, sadly, my prediction is the Patriots trade for it and draft fields. I would love that. And like I said last week, when we were going over the mock draft, that scares the ever-living shit out of me.
2: Like, I have a New England Patriots Justin Fields jersey, like, in my cart right now. Like, I, I did the one where you write the name out yourself. It's got Fields quarterback one on it it's in my cart let's go baby why do i not Billy feel Big like Bucks. you're joking either i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i am fully ready to watch 16 7, 17, excuse me 17 nfl regular season games with justin fields as my starting quarterback get it done bill no but seriously i mean if you look at the teams in the draft i don't think the lions are taking a quarterback nope obviously the panthers aren't now nope uh i think denver denver's the one that could still take
1: one so i mean i'm biased here i love drew lock but outside of that bias i still think that they should wait give it one more year with drew lock draft defense build what was the thing with the the broncos when they went to the super bowl defense yeah their defense was yeah
2: awesome the, one of the top 15 defenses yeah. of all time
1: so if you can build that up by drafting a corner like I no think no, no i don't think they should go corner
2: no. we talked about this i think their corner is good yeah? I think they're fine at corner. I, I actually think that it should be offensive line, to be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but that's fine. I actually think Teddy Bridgewater's going to the Broncos. That's what I've read. Oh, yeah. So, I guess the new GM of the Broncos is the former assistant GM of the Vikings, is what I read. Okay. I, I believe that's what it was. And he loved himself some Teddy Bridgewater. He almost just fell out of his chair. I know we nobody can see that, but... He just Andrew just leaned back in his chair I have a and new almost chair. Died. I need to get used to it. I, I thought he was going back. he made he made the oh shit face. that was phenomenal. And you threw me off my point. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. So anyways, Sorry. the the GM of the Broncos is now like he was the former assistant GM of the Vikings, and I guess he loves Teddy Bridgewater. He really think and I love Teddy Bridgewater. You, you know I love yeah. Teddy2 glove, but yeah, I think the Broncos might trade for him, and if that's the case, I mean, who's left in the top? 15 picks other than New England that needs a quarterback. Yeah. So now you're looking at, can the Bears trade up? Can the football team trade up? I think the question
1: is, do the Bears
2: trade up? I don't think they do. I think they I mean, need I mean, I think it'd be smarter. if I, they did, No, but. I think they need to tank this season. I think they need to tank the season and get to next year when they can reset their cap number. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think that they're kind of in cap hell right now and their team isn't very good. Yeah. And I would rather be able to pick the best quarterback next year and I don't even know. I think it's like Sam Howell is his name. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't even know. But that's what I would do I, if I was the Bears. I think the football team is the team that
1: should be trading up. Yeah, because they were interested in Sam Darnold.
2: Yeah, I mean, if they could get Trey Lance, if you could get Trey Lance on the football team with Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. you know, and
1: with the two weapons and Terry McLaurin yeah. and Curtis Mo. Yeah, I mean, that to me would be the move. Um, one thing I want to ask you, um. So, there was a report that the Niners were interested in Sam Darnold. I don't know if it was released. They were thinking about him before they had traded up to three. But I think,
2: I think it was long
1: before they traded yeah. up.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like they looked at the idea, and I think they just decided we'd rather have a younger player. Yeah. And I think Mac Jones kind of fits a little bit more of yeah. what they want to do, where Sam Darnold's kind of the Zach Wilson gunslinger thing, which I said last week, so... Yeah, I just fair enough. Yeah, I, I just would go that they really didn't want to go with Darnold overall because they're gonna have to pay him sooner.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, and you know they'd rather have the rookie number for the quarterback at position at that point.
0: Yeah,
1: but I, I, I overall I really like like the trade now. Like I said before, I didn't like it at the start, but I think it's good for both teams. I, I think the Panthers win the trade. That's yeah, that's I what I think. I think they are the one they trade. Anytime yeah. you can get a quarterback for, I
2: mean, come on a second, and a fourth, and a sixth for a young quarterback that's only
1: 23? Yes, please. And what are the Panthers going to need next year? If they build their defense up more this year, they have their quarterback, they have their running back, they have their receivers, tight end maybe. I mean, Dan Arnold. They really need a tight end. That's, That's the position. Yeah. So, I mean, if they build their offensive line and their defense more, they can afford to get rid of those picks next year. Yeah, I, so I, I easily I think the Panthers won that trade, and I don't think there's any debate to it, unless you're a Jets fan. So do you think the Jets screwed up? No,
2: you're good with what they're doing. Yes, you're good with the Zach Wilson thing. Yes. All right. I mean, you know how I stand on that. I mm-hmm. I just think that they needed to draft a team instead of just a quarterback. Yeah. And look, they're gonna have what are they gonna have? Four first round picks, or three three picks in the first round in the next two draft in this draft and next draft. And yeah, I think they have. Four second round picks next year or in this draft and next draft. Yeah. So they have like seven picks in the first two rounds. Yeah.
1: So like I said last week, they can they have their quarterback at two this year. They have their potential running back in the first round this year if they want it. I would not do that. Or they can we take
2: ju- it. We just got done talking about how running backs are a dime a dozen.
1: Mm-hmm. you're over here telling me they just take a running know, back no, 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 in the first no, no, no. round. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But if they want their running back this year, they can take it. I think it I think it was very equal. But, yes, the Panthers won it, I think, easily. Um, Is there any more you really want? So, uh, Tamara just scribbled on this notepad over
2: here. We are really, like, doing a behind-the-scenes episode today. I like it. She just scribbled on this notepad, I have to pee. So, do you want to take a break so <laughs> yeah, we, can we, can can, a break. we can do that? <laughs> All right, let's take a break.
1: All right, she messed up again, but, guys... Sorry, she doesn't really know what she's doing, but we're back. Um, Garrett had thrown this idea at me last night to talk about the Rookie of the years and just the race and what we predict and all that good stuff. So, I mean, I'll start us off. Um, we knew who the, the Rookie of the Year was going to be pre-injury in mellow Ball. It's sad that he doesn't get that award now, but who do you think right now is the most deserving or is going to win it? As right now, based on the stats so far.
2: Okay. Well, I think that's – there's kind of a two-part question in that because I have a feeling it's going to be Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And that makes me sick. Okay. It honestly makes me sick. Like, I feel like that's a Michael Carter Williams Rookie of the Year award where Michael Carter Williams was putting up stats on a bad team and they just voted for him because he put up stats. Yeah. I mean, Edwards is averaging 17 a game on 17 shots, which is just pathetic. Okay. 39% 39% from the field, 31% from three. He's got two assists and like a steal, and he's got some nice highlight dunks. His team is 13 and 39. Yeah, dead last in the West. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's not Rookie of the Year.
1: No, that's fine, and I 100% agree with you.
2: Um, and, and, I, and I, I know I, neither of us are voters. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah, obviously, like we're clowns. We're not voters. But I've heard from a, I've heard a lot of voters say. They're not going to vote for him because he just doesn't win. So yeah. I hope that's where it's going. It probably he's probably going to win it anyways. But if I had to vote for a rookie of the year, it it should be Tyrese Halliburton.
1: Yeah, and um, I agree. I I just just looked at what the stats going forward are, and I don't see anybody more fitting. I mean, Anthony Edwards has the points on him. He has the rebounds. He he doesn't have the assists, but. I mean, like you said, it's the record. Well, look, like, he's not carrying Edwards, his team to anything.
2: Edwards is playing with Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. They have 13 wins. That's pathetic. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is playing on the Kings. He's averaging 13 points a game on 48% and 41% from three. Mm-hmm. Five assists. He, can play de- he plays defense. Yeah. Anthony Edwards does not play defense. Yeah. He goes for a flashy block every now and then. That's not defense. All right. The kid makes winning plays. And they're two games out of the play in game.
1: Yeah. I'll take that. Give I mean, me that. He's averaging um, only like one turnover a game too, which is great.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. Um, like
1: when he came out, he was
2: the the, the draft, you know, uh, right up on him was NBA ready, smart, knows how to play the position. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what he's given the team. And like,
1: his it, you were mentioning sorry to interrupt, but your his defensive impact is is pretty good too. He um He's averaging like 1.2 steals a game, 1.2 deflections a game, and like 0.8 loose balls recovered a game. So I, he's, he's doing a lot for the Kings. And- he's,
2: he makes winning plays. I, I don't see that out of Edwards. I mean, I've watched the Timberwolves 10, 12 times this year. I, when I watch him, I just see, yeah, he puts up stats and he's flashy. I, that, that, to me, does not get you rookie of the year points. I'm sorry. And, and I get it the award is basically just goes to whoever puts up the best stats yeah that that shouldn't be what awards are about like that's why i think the russell westbrook mvp is one of the most overrated mvps ever he wasn't the best player that year
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know he wasn't the most important player to his team yeah he just wasn't um one player that i really want to see like boost themselves up into that top five talk is james wiseman i i really like him as a player i mean I have James Wiseman and Tyrese Halliburton on my fantasy basketball team. <laughs> okay, fantasy. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so, so we are gonna
2: go from real basketball, but to fantasy no, but, basketball. <laughs> like I like
1: these guys. That's just what I'm saying by that. Um, I really like Wiseman. Yeah,
2: I I really. And the problem with Wiseman is he's on a team that is trying to win instead of just play him. Yeah, and he's super raw. I mean, remember he didn't play in college.
0: Yeah, he
2: he got kicked out of school mm-hmm. because well, you know, somebody gave him some money somewhere along the line, and we can't do that in college. That's yeah. not okay. So, you know, he, he had to leave school. But, you know, if he played his whole year in college, he would have been the number one pick. Yeah. He would have been the number one pick. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's kind of in, the ba- in a bad situation for him because they're trying to win games, and he's so raw that for them to make him look good, it would kind of hurt their team, even though I think he has a chance to be Chris Bosh. Yeah. Like he has a chance to be Chris Bosh, and that's that's a potential Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know
1: another player that I want to bring up, uh, Sadiq Bay.
2: I loved Sadiq Bay. Um, I okay. I when the Celtics didn't take him at fourteen, I, you you were with me. Yeah, I was pretty pissed. Yeah. He can play. That dude was NBA ready. He can shoot, play defense. He's six foot nine. Granted, the Pistons are terrible.
0: Yeah. They are terrible. So it's
2: the same argument as yeah, Edwards. Yeah. I mean, he's he's putting up good stats on a really bad team, but I feel like he puts up more valuable stats. Yeah. You know, he he has hustle plays. He he actually is trying to win basketball games. Edwards to me is just trying to get on Sports Center. Yeah. That's that's what I see when I watch Edwards play. And everybody keeps saying every time he has a dunk, oh, he's the next Dwayne Wade. No, he's not. Yeah. Because you know what Dwayne Wade was doing in his third year in the NBA? Winning an NBA championship as the best player on the team. Yeah. This kid is not going to win an NBA championship in his third season. Yeah. I, I, I'll put $1,000 on that right now. He doesn't win an NBA championship in his third season in the NBA.
1: You heard, it, you heard it here, folks. Put it on the board. Put um, it on the board. I, I, it, we don't have a board. But we we put, do need a board. We're gonna put it on the board when we get the board.
2: All right. Well, we need to do that this week. We, okay. need, we need to get a board this week. That that can be our thing that we add this week.
1: Yeah. So I mean, we're both in agreement that realistically, it should be Tyrese Halliburton. If we're voting, we would both vote for him. And
2: and not I'm not going not for nothing, but Lamelo Ball should still get consideration. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, he's not gonna win it because you need to play like I think there's what 72 games this year. He's only gonna play 41. If he had played ten more games, so I mean he's he's like ten games away from being eligible.
1: There was a report that he could come back later he's in the not season. coming back. No, You'll they're not so? going
2: to bring him back. They're not going to risk re-injuring him. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And that team right now, without Hayward, the Celtics just played them the other night and yeah. blew them out by f- almost forty. That team, he just just take the rest of the season off. So don't come back. That team has nothing to play for.
1: So does this does this sort of mean like okay so. To Lamelo Ball, do you think the Rookie of the Year award really matters to him? I, I mean, because I mean, if I were, if it really mattered to him, don't you think he'd be saying, "Hey, like I want that award. If I'm good to play in say a week or two, I want to play."
2: Yes, but at the same time, you know, you need to make make the best longevity. decision for your future. Yeah, and him coming back and but wrists are tricky. Yeah, every time players go down with wrists, it always takes longer to come back than it. Right. Because it, it's just, there's so much range of, range of motion yeah. in basketball with your wrist that you, know, you try to come back early and you can refracture it. And that's, that's an issue when that happens. Yeah. So, and if I'm Michael Jordan, I finally got one of these things right. Like I finally picked somebody right. No, no, no. no. You're taking the rest of your off. I don't want to see you until 2021, 2022 season. Oh, yeah. I, agree. I, I would not bring him back whatsoever. Even if there was a shot at the playoffs, no way. I'm not bringing him back. He's so, done.
1: if he's cleared all protocols, he's 100% good to play. He's been told he's 100% good nope. to play. They have the seven nope. seed. No. You're not bringing him back if you're nope. the owner. If you're not Michael Jordan. Nope.
2: Okay. No, no. I wouldn't. I, I would not risk my future on it. Yeah, that. no, I,
1: I agree. Because... To an extent,
2: I agree. I, it's, even though it's probably not a career-ending injury, I'm not risking his second season yeah. you know, because of a wrist injury. It's not happening. I'm not doing that.
1: Well, plus you got to think that they lost Gordon Hayward now, too, for, what, three weeks?
2: Yeah, that, that finally... Equaled out. Yeah. He, you know, that was coming. Everybody
1: was feeling good about old Gordy. You know? Yeah. That's the real Gordon so, I mean, the likelihood that they even make the playoffs is very the, low. Th- but.
2: That team is so bad without those two guys. Yeah. I mean, it is, there's just no function on it. Yeah. And that's why, like, LaMelo was so awesome because he would just run the offense and it, was, it looked so perfect. You know, he, he was so smart. His IQ was off the charts. I mean, yeah. they were my favorite, like, league pass team to turn on because you watch him and it's like wow every pass yeah. he makes is incredible. Mm-hmm. He just see he sees the floor as well as LeBron sees the floor. And LeBron is like Magic Johnson seeing the floor, that's what I see when I see LaMelo. And like I feel like Lonzo is still kind of the same thing and people just kind of have given up on him. Lonzo can play and he has the same IQ as his brother. He just can't shoot as well. Yeah. That's that's the difference to me. I mean and well you know, we got one other rookie of the year uh, candidate.
1: I was hoping I mean, we were going to be able to skip over this. He's not a candidate. Oh, we he's a candidate. No, Absolutely. He's not. He's not even Alexis Pokachevsky. You don't need to go there. Yeah,
2: I'm going there. I mean, look, his last five games, I, I got the numbers here. He's shooting right around 50%. Yeah, actually, he is 50% from the field. I hate you. He's averaging like. 17 a game that, that's pretty impressive uh, no put
1: respect on his name 18.6 18. a game, game. 5.2 rebounds per game and 2.8 assists per game and i think he's and, up to 106 pounds and he's only 19 years old i just want to point out can we look at this picture right now have you ever? oh seen we're this? gonna look at a picture on a pod- no, gonna, are, are you kidding gonna, me i'm just gonna show you is that not the flyest dude you've Bro, ever seen? Bro, he's a seen? stud. We that guy's a We can post
0: the picture on the Twitter. It's fine. Yeah, I'll
1: post his picture on the Twitter. Uh, guys, that's that's my fiance
2: Tamara. If you want to introduce yourself instead of just jumping into a podcast, producer like
1: mine. I would rather not. Okay, okay, fine. So I'll I'll post the uh, the picture of him on my Twitter, our Twitter. No, it needs to go on the podcast okay, well, I'll post you, on
0: you're
2: the podcast. <laughs> Listen, you're not going to sit in here and plug your pot your own Twitter. And get
1: your clicks. No, no, no. The, podcast, right, the podcast needs to get sitter, clicks. Highly undisputed with no e. I'll my post, God. I'll post this picture right after this. Um, the flyest dude I've ever seen. Like he's up to like 106 pounds now. I hear easily. I mean, they they is that
2: water weight if or that's what? do you think? MVP. I don't know <laughs> what
1: it is. But
2: <laughs> obviously, guys, I'm just messing with Andrew. Yeah. When when we were watching the draft, uh, I told him I some stupid team out. was gonna take this kid. <laughs> and <laughs> Wouldn't you know, his Oklahoma City Thunder trade up to take Alexi's
0: Pokachevsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Whatever. I mean,
2: hey, he's not afraid to shoot it. He is not afraid to take shots. Yeah. I don't think I, I mean, he could pass, but boy, I don't think I've actually seen him make a meaningful pass. Do you think yeah.
1: the G League helped him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like the G League. So I think it's good for playing. He was better off going to the G League right away than playing. Yeah, him. definitely, okay. definitely. I agree. he wasn't ready for the NBA. I agree. Yeah, I agree.
2: No, he he needed to play against something that wasn't you know a five foot six guy at the YMCA yeah. first.
1: And I mean, this is all just slander right now because he's not good. But like, I mean, okay,
2: look, I'm not gonna. He has some kind of talent. Yeah, the, obviously, the dude yeah. belongs in the league. I'm not when I when I pick oh, on yeah. him. It's just because I'm this picking is, this on you. This
1: isn't for me, like, this is an explanation for I, people that are listening. I
2: actually kind of like him a little bit. Yeah. He's, I like seven footers that can shoot, and he can shoot it. He yeah. really can. I, but you it's, know,
1: is it the longevity of seven foot shooters that yeah,
2: they freak just you don't out? last? Yeah.
0: They
1: don't last. I mean, look at Porzingis. Yeah.
2: Porzingis was going to be, he was the unicorn, and look, he can't stay healthy. Yeah.
1: As a Thunder fan, it scares me, too. It's, I,
2: It's just the weirdest position because they always seem to have foot problems and yeah. lower body issues. It's. I feel like when your bones are just that long, they just become brittle. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Every single one of those tall guys has foot problems. Stemming all the way back to, you know, back in the 60s and, you know, Dave Cowens had problems and Kevin McHale. Th- those tall guys just seem to have issues. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? Stop that. <laughs> what's, what's your problem?
1: <laughs> Nothing. We're good. You want to do a history lesson here? We can do a history lesson. No, I'm not. Right. all right, fine. I don't want to do that anyways. Um, I mean, I'm all set with the rookie of the year if you are.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't want to see... Anthony Edwards get it. That's yeah, my whole point. I I agree. I, that's that's all I wanted to say basically. Um
1: the Masters started today. They yeah, were the Masters.
2: They did. Um my one of my favorite weekends of the year.
1: We made our predictions earlier in the week. We didn't get to them last podcast. Yeah, we um,
2: okay, so we we both took Justin Thomas, yes. which I think he might have been one of the I think he was like second or third favorite. He was the second sobs. Johnson um, was
1: 1, Thomas was 2. I don't I don't see who was, I don't know why Dustin three. Johnson
2: was the number 1 because the, nobody I, ever wins it back to back. I
1: think they just went off the the back. Right. And and see that's ridiculous. But, nobody ever wins
2: that back to back.
1: I mean, it was kind of a cop out for us both to take the number 2 favorite guy. So we both do have some sleepers that we would like to see win, uh minus Colin Morikawa who is one over after 17 right now cuz it's still currently going on. Um who were yours?
2: So I had uh Jon Rahm and uh Xander I'm gonna butcher this name, but Shoff, Shoffle, right? Shoffle, yeah, something. Yeah, like that. Shop, Xander Shoffle, um, and John Rom is like the guy that you know you go on a date with, and you made he, this explanation. You go to dinner, and you know you, you, he just doesn't want to come home with you for some reason, and that's where I am with John Rom. I feel like I pick him every tournament, and every oh tournament, God, like gosh. he just leaves me hanging. He never closes the deal. Yeah. So I'm gonna say John Rom's my dark horse and i'm probably going to be wrong about that what's he sitting at like even right now
1: uh so ram is even even and he's, through done, AT, and then, he's done and then um okay. so i right, look shuffle is also even and he's done for the day so and
2: so. and what justin thomas should be done now right he was like one over about 20 minutes
1: ago um so i have it on Google right here. It's still saying that they're through 17, Thomas and Morikawa. So it must be either this isn't just loading fast enough. Or they're hung up. Or they're hung up. They're really they're hung up. Wow.
2: Bryson, I think, was in front of them.
1: Oh, Justin him. Thomas just updated the finish. So he ended the day one over. Okay, so he's one. All right, look. The problem
2: is Justin Rose went yeah. out and shot seven under today and just annihilated the well, field. What
1: were you saying earlier? He, he's finished... Number one through day one yeah. four, times so, now? Seven yeah, four times now? T- yeah, four
2: times in his career he's had the lead after the day one of the Ma- of the Masters, yeah. which is the record. I think it ties Jack, actually. Yeah. And he's never won it. He's come in second, I believe, twice. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've seen this story, and we always see this. Whoever jumps out early usually comes back to the pack. You never see a wire. Like Dustin Johnson last year was kind of an – and he didn't even lead after day one. Yeah. you know, it, It's kind of an anomaly. And I'll tell you one thing. They're going to make the course hard on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I guarantee those whole positions are going to be ridiculous.
1: Well, there are a lot of people with double and triple bogeys today. There's so only like
2: eight guys under par. There are. There's like 12, 13. OK, so like when I was watching earlier, there was only like eight guys under par. And I was like, wow. Yeah. The, 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 they weren't going to have anybody go 20 under like Dustin did oh, yeah? last
1: year. That's not going to happen. They don't want to see that. There is one guy under par right now that I, I'm confident could um, get better and not fall, um, Jordan Spieth.
2: I'm just out on him. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't have the confidence. I mean, I was watching him today, and he started making a run, and then he hits one into the trees. Yeah. And, and he's, he's not takes... even
1: done for the day yet. He's still through 17, so he could be. He'll what's, finish. What's he at, like two over? One under. Oh, he's one under? Oh, yeah. Oh, back
2: under. Okay. I just I don't have faith in him anymore. I just feel like he he's so he's got demons now. Yeah. Once you start getting demons at that course, it's gonna eat you alive. Look at Bryson. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? he? He finished five over. I said he was gonna miss the cut. Yeah. And I I'm not a big fan. I just not.
1: He's four over through the first day. Jesus. Which is four nuts over. because if he could putt, dude, he'd be unbeatable. <laughs> he can't but,
2: putt. He's a, I, every time I watch him I sit there and I laugh Because he can't putt It's so funny He's got
1: a putter That goes up to his elbow And he still can't putt And it's, it's meant for him To putt better Yeah I feel like He could put me out there And I'd be able to oh, finish These putts Yeah okay for, Would for you for shoot last weekend Like a <laughs> we 127 stop no, it was a 119 But we don't need to talk about it um, Yeah but So the Masters I like it so far I, I think the yeah, course I, Is relatively difficult yeah. Enough for these people To be playing Actually trying Yeah I would say
2: I, I feel like you're seeing a lot of guys have to make difficult shots, and
1: they're making like they're making difficult decisions. I've seen a lot of long putts today um, go in. I think it was Bubba Watson earlier in the day. He was off of the green at a bad part of the green. It was one, I think it was four or five, where you're supposed to go left in front of the right, green, right, and then and he accidentally yeah. went right, and he did a little bump and run from the right side of the green or onto the right side of the green. It actually took him within like. Six feet of the, the hole. So it's difficult decisions like that that I think are going to make or break players because they can't do classic shots because the angles on these greens are just too difficult. Well,
2: see, the thing is, when they played it in the fall, it was way too easy yeah. because all the greens were slowed, Yeah, you know, and, and it was cold out. I don't you know, know when
1: you started watching today. Um,
2: I didn't start until about 3 o'clock.
1: So I was watching. I started at like 11 uh, this morning, and the greens were f- moving fast. They They... Yeah, they were. I don't still know if they moving. kept all day. I stopped yeah, watching. Pretty like much two, the whole so. day they were yeah. moving, but I I like where this is going. We're seeing players like I said they're they're playing their asses off. They need they 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 have to at least try. Yeah, for this, I, so
2: I don't like when it's too easy, and I don't like it when it's too hard. I yeah. feel like what they did with the course is, I mean, a it's the springtime, yeah. so it's going to be a little more difficult, anyways. But I think you're just seeing a lot of players have to actually play golf yeah. instead of just I can hit my driver. You know, two eighty and call it a day, and I'm, you know, I'm a stroke from the green. I mean, yeah. that's what we saw in the fall. And you, yeah, I don't think DJ had to make one tough shot. Yeah, in that hole in his whole last two rounds. It, it, and already today, he's already struggled. Yeah. And the only guy you saw today that really took the course over was Justin Rose. Yeah. And you watch tomorrow; he'll come back to the field. Yeah. Because that's how it goes. That's how this tournament
1: is. And can I just say that it is so nice to to have these fans back at the Masters? Oh, absolutely. Like Absolutely. Hearing the conversations between the the patrons watching and the players, and being able to hear everything, it's so nice to hear it. Again, there are some sports where it's you don't you don't want to hear those people because you like the sound, like UFC for an example. Yeah, I like it without the fans because you can hear the punches, you can hear the t- fighters talking to each other, you can hear the announce, like you can hear everything. But this is one sport where I'm like, okay, I I really like the fans being there, and I'm realizing it now how much I missed it because. I loved today. I had a smile on my face all day watching oh, the yeah. Masters. So uh, over under, how many red shirts on Sunday? You're stealing my question, dude. I asked yeah, you this Screw you. The podcast. I, I'm, t- I'm taking. It. I don't even care. Um, uh, I want to say I want to say it's going to be higher. Um, I think what forty something are going to make the cut, right? Yeah, I'm going to say I'll set the over under at thirty two.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably going to be around
1: that. I'm gonna say over on yeah. that though. I I, I feel like it's not the same If it if it wasn't for Tiger being getting in that horrible car crash, um, it would be lower. But without Tiger being there, I mean, they already had a seat open for him at the dinner that nobody was gonna sit at. Like, I think it's gonna be wait. I'll tell over. you what.
2: I wish he was playing in this because, yeah. well, we already know how he is with with Augusta. Do you think he's done? No, not no? at all. No way. He's he's not even fifty yet. Yeah. He's. I'll tell you what he better take his time getting to that senior course, getting to the senior level. Cause yeah. when he gets up there, he's going to destroy everybody. Yeah. No, I, I, I wish he was in this tournament because I, I think that this, this style of tournament is set up for a guy like him. Yeah. Who is just smarter than everybody else. And it's all about iron play and putting, mm-hmm. which that's tiger. Yeah. That's what he's about. And I feel like this would have been the perfect tournament for him because just because of the difficulty of it. And that, I think he always has liked the challenge and, and, it's it's just too bad, you know, yeah. what happened with him and obviously we found some stuff out this week, you know, he was speeding and whatever, but you know, which it's it's too bad. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And,
1: and I mean it doesn't change the fact that it's still a terrible accident. Um I hope for a quick recovery. I want to see him back as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I really just want to see him on golf the golf isn't the same again. without Tiger.
2: No, it's, it's never that's always been the problem with golf is they're, they've never been able to find the next guy. Yeah. Them. And, like, you think it's going to be DJ. And, uh, well, you know, DJ's not always the best performer. And then, yeah. well, Justin Thomas is pretty good. Well, he still doesn't have a major win. And
1: well, I mean, let's talk Bryson about— Bryson can't pot. Yeah.
2: You know, Phil was never Tiger. He was always Phil. And yeah. Rory, God, Rory, I don't even know when the last time he was relevant. But
1: we need to see these new guys step up because all of the old guys that people love to watch, Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, they're on their way out. Rory's not even old. Rory, rory oh yeah rory. i don't even true. know rory's 35 yet but like, you know? these guys are working their way to where they're not going to be the names anymore so we don't bryson was the name three four weeks ago when he at the tcp the player championship
2: yeah I but mean, well no it was really last year's masters everybody came in it was like well maybe bryson he won, you know, yeah. he won the us
1: open and no that's well, then, not what he is but He's he did not, show up at tpc sawgrass he but oh, like you, you did would know because okay, you had explained to me earlier that yes he showed up but he was also able to drive past all of the hazards that everyone else had to play through so i just
2: i just feel like he lacks the ability to actually play golf i just think he tries to take golf and turn it into a different kind of sport yeah and that's not how you're gonna be you can't change the sport of golf yeah that's Especially not gonna at these happen difficult
1: courses like augusta like I yeah, had said to you just, earlier, you can only really drive comfortably on seven holes, maybe yeah, max.
2: You know, and and yeah, you can you can drive on a lot more than that, but yeah, comfortably, know, where you about. don't have to worry about oh, If I shank my driver twenty feet to the right, I'm not going to be yeah. in, You know, over in the azalea bushes and in trouble
1: because you need to be perfect with where this ball yes. goes on the Th- green. This is an iron course, yes,
2: and that's why Bryson can't. Pl- he's never going to win this tournament. Yeah, and that's why it sucks without Tiger. Yeah, he's I mean, he's just the greatest Irons player of all time. That's why this is his favorite course. Well, I don't know if it's his favorite course, but yeah, it's definitely up there for him. And I don't know. It's just golf's never going to be the same without him. And when he does eventually retire, you know, that's, that's going to be a tough day for golf because oh, yeah. when he's on, there's nothing like a Sunday when Tiger's in the mix. Yes, exactly. It's, it's not even close. I mean, when those guys start hearing those roars, when he's making putts and making big shots, oh my god! Yeah, I will. Oh, it's just awesome. It's like one of my five favorite things in sports is when he's playing well.
0: Yeah. So I
1: have one question for you before we end this off. Okay. Um, so there are twelve NFL teams that have never won a Super Bowl. Out of all of them, who do you think is the next? I'm not saying this year, but the next. Or the first to win it. Okay, so can you give me the teams? Because I know like some of them, but I yep. I can't think of them all off the top of my head. So we have the Bengals, the Bills, the Browns, the Char- or the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Falcons, the Jaguars, the Lions, the Panthers, the Texans, the Titans, and the Vikings.
0: Okay,
2: so the next team of those teams that's going to win a Super Bowl. That Board, you think who? will win the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. Well, I know that people would you know, Chargers would be possibly one of them but the problem there is you're going to run into Mahomes and yep. that's that's no guarantee um the Browns I would say the same thing but they're in a tough division I yeah. mean the Bengals you're going to assume are going to be good I, I think we all agree Burrow's probably going to be decent Yeah Lamar's good I mean Lamar's you know, he's elite. He's got an MVP. And you have to play against the Steelers defense two well, times a who year. Who cares? They suck. <laughs> I don't want to hear about right They're going like 6-11 and 11 this
0: Stop year. Stop it. They're
2: going 6-11. Okay, and okay, okay. Go back to the question. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Questions. I don't want to hear anything about the Steelers. We We're talking about them. They have six Super Bowl rings. Um, The Browns, I would say, kind of run into the same problem as the Chargers. You know, they're going to run into their own division, and they're going to run into Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, who's the other top AFC team? There was someone else in there. Um the, the bills. bills yeah the bills the bills i would say the bills have the best chance of the afc teams just mm-hmm. because you know as of right now we don't know if that division's you know going to be any good yeah yet um they have the best quarterback in that division they might have the second best quarterback in the conference but that's the problem they have the second best quarterback in the conference. they're going to run into mahomes and yeah can they beat patrick mahomes and We've only seen one other quarterback do it in the postseason. I mean, that's Tom Brady. He's the only guy to beat them. So I would say the Bills of the AFC. NFC, I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go yeah. Cardinals. I, You know, they're not in the toughest division. It's a good division, but it's not the toughest one. And, like, you're going to have the Packers and the Bucks, but, you know, those teams might kind of age out here, and Kyler's still really young, and I think he's – I mean, you know how I feel about him. He's uber-talented. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say the Cardinals probably have the best chance of all those teams just because I feel like they have the structure and the young quarterback. Cause you gotta have a young quarterback. Yeah. They don't have to go up against Mahomes until they get to the Super Bowl. So if they make the Super Bowl, they might be facing him, but they're at least there already. Yeah. So I, I would say it's between the bills and the Cardinals and I would go Cardinals overall, but it's not by a lot. I would say the bills have a really good chance. Yeah. What, 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 so, no,
1: Go ahead, keep going. I was gonna plug it at the end. Go. No, no, no. Okay. I, so who was your who's your final answer? I,
2: I guess Cardinals. Okay. I,
1: I think I, I it would be between the Cardinals and the Bills. But what I was just laughing at is um I did just post the picture of Alexis Pokachevsky on our Twitter. So if you wanna go check that out at Highly Undisputed with no E. I just think it's funny. But and if you wanna keep going, we can. On the on that uh Well what no Super Bowls topic. So your answer is the Cardinals and the Bills, that's what you have. Um yeah, and it would be the Chargers because I do like the Chargers a lot.
2: And I, and, and I like Justin Herbert. I just feel like you're going to be playing Mahomes twice a year and yeah. then again a third time. and
1: But it's going to be hard to beat yeah. him at least two times. And then, like, the Browns, I like, I want to root for the Browns even though I really shouldn't because they're a rival. But, like, they they have a tough road to the playoffs. Yeah, they have a tough road and in the playoffs. You're playing in a really tough division. Um,
2: that's That's no guarantee. And that's... And it's Look, the same
1: thing with the Titans and the Panthers, though. Like, I want to see the Panthers do so well, especially with all the moves they've made. But yeah, you can't play Tom Brady twice a year and still hope to. Tom Brady twice to do a well.
2: year, Matt Ryan twice a year. Yeah, you know the Saints are going to figure out eventually. Yeah, they're a good. They're a good franchise at this point. Yeah, and the Titans, they're, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they just lost half their offense. You know exactly. So no, it, yeah, it's it's got to be between those three three or four teams, and then the other, you know, the Bills and the Cardinals because they're. They're the closest, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And granted, the Cardinals still have to make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm kind of going on a big swing there because there's no guarantee that they're even going to make the playoffs. But I have a feeling, you know, I feel yeah. good about that predict- prediction. Yeah. So I like that question, though. That, was, that That's a good one. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um. I still can't believe there's like 12 teams that haven't won a Super Bowl yet. It's wild. I mean, when you got, you know, Tom Brady playing in like 20% of the
1: Super Bowls. All right. I think that's enough. Oh, come on. But thanks, guys. I think this was a fun episode. I really like this one. Yeah, uh, just remember to subscribe and uh, follow us
2: on, on Twitter at highly undisputed no e. Yep. we're gonna plug that a third time. Just keep plugging things. Always I plug. Mean, why not? Go ahead, plug your stupid Twitter again. I guess at
1: Andrew H U and Carrots is. Something. I don't even know what mine is. <laughs> honestly is I think I have weird. like ten followers. Let me pull it up for you. I don't real tweet. Quick. I'm um, a Facebook guy. I'm it still is in that uh, at G Davis underscore H-U. Underscore. So, yeah. <laughs> give us both a follow. Follow the podcast. Um, email us questions like we said every week at highly undisputed247. And that, that phone number again. Put that yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, what,
2: 315-752-6045. Like I said, again, leave us anything you got. I don't yeah. even care. Any, I'll listen to anything.
1: Any recommendations for the podcast? Life, um, life questions. Any any again, questions? Doesn't you may have, have to
2: be. Doesn't have to be sports. That's yeah. just what we're kind of good at. But, yeah. Well, I don't even think we're good at that. No, we I, I, wouldn't suck at it, honestly. I wouldn't say good. I would say mediocre. At yeah, <laughs> mediocre.
1: I wish I was mediocre. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been fun. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.